G'day, this is Dane Simpson here from the Riverina Comedy Club telling you to get to the Riverina Comedy Club on the 5th of March in Albury at the Beer Deluxe and the 6th of March in Wagga Wagga at the Q Bar. We've got headliner Danny McGinley and heaps of local and regional comedians for you to come and have a mad belly laugh at. For more info, go to our Facebook page, Riverina Comedy Club. Give it a like and it'll like you back. Hello, everyone. Hello, producer Mel. Ha! Oh, g'day. Nice to meet you. So this is the, I guess this will probably double as the official announcement. Oh, no. Of you joining the show in a producer capacity, Mel Naismith. Where's my Ticketek parade? Ticketek parade? Yeah. You want people to pay to come along? Yeah, they should be. Buy me a coffee. God, we've all got about 10 emails hooked up to Ticketek, don't we? <laughs> oh, I don't actually have any. I've never bought a ticket off Ticketek. I'm pretty sure every time I go there, I try to check out as a guest and I can't, so I've got to sign up again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You forget your password. Yeah, forget my password. Yeah. Then I'm like, what email is that going to? Well, what sort of parade can I get oh. on our budget? Well, I would have said Ticketmaster, but I'm not sure they exist anymore. No. No. All right. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of ticket out there. No. I've got some on myself. I'm not sure. Try bookings. <laughs> I've got tickets on myself, yeah. if that hurts. <laughs> You've got an event, right? Yeah, event, right? Book on me right now. Oh, that sounds terrible. Don't say that. So, why yeah. are you on the show? I'm on the show, Josh, because you run out of content. Correct. And you need someone that's got more weird things in their life that can just add a little bit of filler. I think I've just run out of weird, and it's all about filler. That's exactly. You're like I've interviewed everyone in all of Aubrey Wodonga and surrounds, and who else has dumb shit happening in their life constantly? Yeah, you're literally yeah. my escape plan. I'm, That's it. Yeah. I'm the backup. When no one else wants to come into this creepy little room that we've got set up in here right now, you creepy. have me. It's not that creepy, I know. It's perfectly safe, ladies. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Why am I here, Josh? You tell me. You're here because I thought, A, when you were on the show, we had a great rapport. And I haven't had that probably that same level of instant rapport with anyone I didn't know before on the podcast. Mm. And people commented on it, which doesn't always happen, that whatever we're talking about was interesting and funny and enjoyable. Yeah. And we've since, through just hanging out, become mates. And I've also wanted someone on the show for female perspective. So if I, you know, mm. we can expand the amount of people that we have access to and the amount of female guests we might be able to bring on, et cetera. Yeah. And also, you're a little bit of an odd duck. Oh. Yeah, that makes me laugh. <laughs> an odd duck is probably a good way to put it, I think. Not an old duck. Definitely not an old duck. An odd duck, I would odd take. D- I'm a little bit... Hit that um, D. Odd d- Yeah, odd d- 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 <laughs> The big D. The Make big sure d. you pronounce the D properly. Yes. The D is very important, Josh. It's the most important. It is. It's very important. I'm a little bit uncomfortable about that niceties that you're throwing at me. Uh, this is also partly why I thought you were the perfect person because yeah. you're almost as bad at taking a compliment as mm. me. I'm not sure. Maybe when Dan Caulfield, who is our guest for today, turns yes. up, he'll be able to tell you how uncomfortable I am at taking compliments. Yeah, I want to hear about it because you've told me. Like, we can have an anti-compliment off. Yes. I'd much rather just put myself down because it sounds <laughs> You're also good at that. It sounds better. Coming from me, I take it better from myself than I do from other people. So that's a good way to live your life, I think. When I've done a few stand-up sets, the ones where I've been really self-deprecating yeah, probably haven't been my strongest overall sets, but yeah. they've been the strongest openers yes. when I just really rip myself. Well, I think people appreciate if you aren't too arrogant and full of yourself, I yeah. think. It's a tall poppy thing of Australia. Particularly when you're starting out because I think they know that He's not all that experienced. If you've got an ego and you don't really have anything to back it up, I think they like to know that, well, at least he can joke about himself. As I would like to say, lead with your worst and then hopefully if they're still around, then they might get some aspects of like just glory and beautiful work that comes above, above and beyond. You can cut that bit out completely. I think you've led to something. Yes. A group that are definitely not leading with their worst but leading with their mm. best. Riverina Comedy Club is coming back to Albury next month. Yes, we were in Danny that. McGinley is headlining the next one. McGinley. Yes, McGinley. Is he from Ireland? I would assume there must be some heritage there. Yes. He looks like he's from Melbourne, just from the photo. 
Uh, I'm not yes. going to. He may. He's not, very polished. He, he may not be. I, I actually am him. not familiar with him. Yeah. Okay. A few of the guys at the last Riverina Comedy Club, which they had their first one in Albury last week. Yeah. That was headlined by Bart Freeburn, who was hilarious. A lot of people were saying how funny this guy is. Yeah. That is coming up. They're real excited about it. So Danny's funny. So Danny is very funny. Right. I won't read the entire lineup because it's just going to be a heap of names, yep. and I may butcher them, but. The MC is Vanessa Conlon. It's Thursday, the 5th of March. Doors are at 7.30. It's $20 once again. Cool. I will not be performing. So you Jay- should definitely J- go. <laughs> but Jason, formerly of Splendid Books, who's yep. got some funny new material, Jason will be performing. Oh, nice. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, so Jason's last name I'm going to just probably murder, Roche or Roche. Roche or Roche? Yeah. Roche? Roche, like a cockroach? Well, you can tell me what you I think, think, and then we'll jump in with Dan Caulfield. I can't even say. Ah, oh, yeah, it's Roche. It's got an E on the end. Yeah. So, I so we're going like to go that. Jason Roche. It's like Tajay. Tajay. Tajay is Roche. Yes. Say it nicely. So speaking of Target, somewhere you can't get a coffee. Yes. We actually now have some way for people to give us coffees. So not from Target people because you can't do it from Target. No, you can't buy t- coffees in Target. But you can buy us a coffee. Yes. At buymeacoffee.com. Slash Joshua C. Liston. And really, just buy me a fucking coffee <laughs> because I'm going to put up with Josh for hours now that I've said that I'm going to be part of this. Yeah, suck And that. I need caffeine. <laughs> okay. What was what was my um, rider today when I came in? One strong coffee, one sugar. Exactly. And milk people. Just, I know, before we get our priorities right, I need coffee, sugar. Skip target. Yeah. Put, put milk in it. Keep Mel happy. Yep. Hashtag producer Mel. We're going to talk to Dan Caulfield now, one of my best friends of my entire life. And I think I caught Mel off guard about how long I've known Dan. Yes. Just before, we won't talk about that now. No. We might talk to Dan about it. But yeah, I think you thought maybe it was a more recent friendship than that. No, I just was a bit weirded out by the specifics that specifics you knew. Specifics is how I roll. People yeah. who know me know that it's going to be literally yeah. to the day. And to yeah, the hour. I know. So, righto, this is Dan Caulfield creepy. from the band IFM, one of my best friends. Producer Mel, thank you for joining the show. You'll be hearing more of Mel, and we may even do some episodes where it's just us two bantering. Mm. So, producer Mel at punchingsideways.com if you have a question you want to ask either of us just to chat about. And yeah, this is Dan Caulfield. Let's do it. Most of us were just born covered in puke and guts and mother. So, ah, uh, yep. There's no I was puke. Test tube. Where did you get the puke from? <laughs> the husband watching. Pretty much. That's. Yeah. I was born in the science. I was born in a lab- laboratory. Laboratory. Yeah. Laboratory. Laboratory. <laughs> it's Barry's laboratory. Ba- laboratory. I was born in a cabbage patch. Yeah. Oh, if I was born in a laboratory, I'd be wanting my money back. <laughs> <laughs> Genetically yeah. modded. GM, yeah, no job GM. That way, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. You were one of the mistakes. Shit. We, <laughs> fer- we fertilised you a little you too much, out? actually. It's like the episode of Twins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I definitely, if we got the short end of the stick, if you will, and you yes. will, yeah. I guess. So Dan Caulfield, mm-hmm. my friend. That's me. We're going to start, and in the intro, we, Mel and I mentioned that I've known you for a very long time, and it kind of shocked her that I knew exactly. How long, so? To the like, day, to the minute. Basically, probably. I said to her, I was like, how long have you two known each other? And you, Josh, what did you say? 2003. He was like, yeah. just straight up 2003. Yeah, it's about it. And he goes, do you want to know the exact? And I was like, that's weird. Oh, yeah. That's sort of creepy So weird. we thought yeah. maybe we'd start, Dan, by testing you out, because I oh. know how we met, and just see if you can remember the first time we met. Uh, definitely Carl Regner's house. Yeah, right. it was. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it was because um, Trav took me around because like uh, he was like, "Oh, my mate Josh is good at guitar." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, cool. I like guitar and stuff, and I want to join a band." And so just met, I'll, I'll meet him. I'll come. I'll come for a drive. That was, was like, no, literally nothing just else to do. You turning up with a mutual friend, though. That's what it so was. Yes. Dan and I didn't actually know each other. No, when it, we first it met, it was like a blind date. Mm. It was. Yes. Worked out. So how it actually eventuated was months later. I was at a party yep. at my mate's house on David Street in Albury, sitting out the front on a brick fence. Dan walked past. I was already 
well and truly intoxicated. Probably both were. Dan and once again, that mutual friend Trav was there and pretty much the conversation was, do you play bass? And I can learn. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, cool, because I can teach you. Yeah, Yeah, right. And then that was how our original band, Third Estate, ended up with a bass player. Yeah. Really? Hilarious. Yeah. 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 That's one thing that, well, I actually find it funny now, considering we've been so close for now, nearly seventeen years, mm. that it started with one of the shortest conversations <laughs> of all time. <laughs> That's a real bloke sort of conversation, yeah. though, isn't it? Can you do that? Oh, yep, yep, cool. Okay, well, now <laughs> That's literally yeah. it. That yeah. was twenty years later, you're still mates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was not, it wasn't even a handshake or anything. It was like just like. Yeah. Okay, and then Dan just kept going, and I just kept drinking. Like yeah, it was like, <laughs> was like not even. That's literally. Oh, that was it. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Pretty much. Well, they were just walking past. You don't yeah. invite someone into someone else's yard. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Wow. <laughs> was that um, in Dean Street somewhere? That was my friend Dusty. Dusty, that's it. Yes, one of the funniest people I've ever met, actually. Yeah, Dusty. So Dan, we recently had Jim Martin's on the show, and he was part of your fire relief fundraiser. So yeah. now that we've had a few weeks. Mm. I thought it'd be good to get you on while people maybe still remember that conversation and see whether you've got some actual figures. Yeah, so it was 4,850 in the end. Clapping. So, yeah, so it was good. It was a really good yeah. Good night, a good day. Golf claps. Big day. Yeah. This is where you insert the golf claps. Well, we don't need to. You've just done them. I know. It's like it's... a live sample. It's cool. So, I mean, that's an amazing amount. Mm. And there's one thing that I spoke to Jim about, but I wanted to really talk to you about. Mm. Did you expect for something that may have started out in your mind as being this big to grow into what it grew into? Uh, no. Because it seemed like it just basically went from relief. I mean, it was obviously always for a good cause, but mm. it grew into almost what would resemble a miniature festival. The closest mm. thing Albury's had to a festival, quote unquote, for years, and it kind of grew out of you posting something on Facebook. Yeah, I just put it like a, I'd like to help. And then everyone went, obviously just got on board and that, was all that happened. So, and then I had too many acts. There's like 50 people messaging me a day, like saying, we want to play. And it was just a pain in the ass, but it was good. It was worth, it was worth doing all that work. And yeah. Yeah. Obviously I know you a lot better than most people. I could tell that you were at the same time, incredibly proud of what was happening. Yeah. And also completely knackered. <laughs> Cause <laughs> just, you just had that vibe. I was really done at the end of the day. Yeah. I was going ski. But then everyone kept feeding me beers too, so that was probably, you know. So Mel mentioned earlier that we'll, we probably should talk about what's come out of that, which is eggplant and the giant yeah. peach. But before we get to the new project you're doing, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit more on the fundraiser stuff. Yeah. With the initial run of people, yeah, were you looking for bands originally or were you looking for a mix of no, performers? No, a mix of like, performers. Was, was the idea of yeah. two stages even a re- – was that something you had in your mind to begin yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'm going to get – a few people here, if I can run two stages, that'd be great. If I can get enough people to do it, because you can kind of run it a bit easier. And if people are donating their time, especially like if I've got two PA guys and two PAs, why the hell not? Yeah. I could have had nearly three going, but it just, when the bands were on, it just bled into everything else. So if there was a band and an acoustic guy, you wouldn't have been able to hear the acoustic guy. Yeah, particularly if they were inside. Yeah. Like at the yeah, other yeah, end of the yeah. room. Yeah. If, if you just had all acoustic people, people playing, it would have been absolutely fine, but just too much bleed with sound. Uh, yeah, so it was really good. We had so many people that wanted to help and like donate things and do all that sort of stuff too. Mm. Did the venue come up first or did you approach the venue? I approached the venue because yeah. no venues put their hand up. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Paddy's had, which is another venue here, already had something on. Um, Bended Elbow definitely already had something on yeah. to help. And there might have been a couple of other places around that also did something or other to, to help as well with the same sort of thing yeah um, but instead of having 19 bands they were sensible and had like five <laughs> yeah. sounds yeah. pretty yeah. stupid yeah so i guess one thing that comes to mind for me is having done a lot of band booking back in the day yeah what's it like to you're asking people basically for their support to join this thing everyone's keen to do it but then you've got to say no mm. so because it's such a like a sensitive issue of the fires and everything like that, like if you're not, if if you're in your own head and it's an ego thing, then I I, put, I took myself out of those uh, situations where 
if someone was all about, I can't do this because um, I want to play at this time or we don't want this or don't want that, I sort of just said, oh, look, actually that spot's filled. Thank you very much. (laughs) See you later. So essentially the filter was if they're treating this like a chance to get on a show where there's going to be a lot of people and that's what they really care about they're gone pretty much yeah it was if you part not was to in put the right too place. fine a point on it because i don't want people no. yeah oh no well yeah. those people that were like that would know who they are <laughs> and i, I hope just, they do it must have been weird though that you got so much feedback straight away that you actually had more people than what you needed to then have to go back and say well sorry actually because right. some of them obviously may have had the wrong intentions but i'm assuming some of them probably really wanted to be yeah involved, the people so. that really wanted to help were the people that played on the day um, and the people would, and sometimes I had to say no because there just wasn't enough room yeah. um, as well. So there was only a couple of people. I had two people actually that were like a little bit funny about it, and I don't think I'll be doing much with them anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <right laughs> yeah. okay. I'm not worried. You've only burnt. Oh, should I say burning bridges? I know. I know. That was bad. I think the moratorium on but people, fire jokes is generally okay now. generally like ninety percent of the ninety five percent of the people were had their heart in the right place. Yeah. And they knew what they were there for. So. And just before we get back onto Mel's question about the venue, because in my mind it doesn't instantly jump out as someone that would be a place that would be perfect for what you did, and it mm. turned out to be. Yeah. Just with the graphic design, mm. was that also volunteered by someone like? Yeah, yeah. So Ryan, who runs Aubrey Wodonga Music, yeah, uh, Ryan Nicholson, he um, did a bloody brilliant job with the artwork. Because that's awesome. when I realised that this thing was going to be going to be cool when i saw all the acts mm. and i saw had the quality of that stuff that all came out at once I'm like, he's a very good artist he's yeah. good he's good yeah. yeah yeah i can't draw for shit so i'm impressed with anyone that can draw so <laughs> colors i see bright colors yeah <laughs> and they look like things that i can identify yeah. so i'm like yep that's that ticks that's literally it obviously there was a lot of australiana in there the yeah impact of, about the bush itself but also that the day was meant to be a happy yeah, it was he was he was yeah. amazing to work with, and he just is a killer artist, and hope he makes a billion dollars. Okay, shout yeah. out! I need to get a little bell, Mel. Can you yeah. write a note? We Ding. need a, we need a little honk or a horn or something for when we. Can name, I have my own noise when we name drop people? What what ah. um, what's your ma ma ma? Is that like a is that a, okay? A duck, like a quack? Can, can like that quack. be the Dan Caulfield noise? It's quacking awesome. Okay, every time Quack. every time we mention a farm or farming from now on, I'm going to play that sample because <laughs> that was very farm animal. Awesome. <laughs> so, just getting back to what Mel said about the venue. Copyright. Give me five cents every time you use it. Obviously, they had that great stage and that. What always reminds me of like a German beer hall. That's what I think mm. of when I walk into. Is it what's it called? Uh, Victor it's called Supper Victor Club. Supper Club. Yeah. And. That whole outside part, I have to admit, I've never actually been out the back, and that it's was awesome. really nice out there. You know, it was cool when the um, the Wiggles guy, Greg Cook, came out. Oh, you well, can to... I ask you about that? Murray, yeah. Murray. Murray. Murray Cook. Murray Cook. What, what's his M- connection MC. to the area? Why was well, he, he, no, why he, was, was he there? He was just here to play a gig at the SSNA club. Okay, he's and part of Soul Movers. Soul Movers, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. he's friends with Evan. From the Victor Supper Club. Is he? Right. Yeah. Ah, that's how it all works. So that's... Ah. There you go. It's all about Sneaky old know. Evan, yeah. eh? He's sneaky, a bit of a wily sneaky, cat. Sneaky young Evan. Though. So that was like a meet and Sorry, group? Evan. Or like how... Yeah. yeah, well, it was. And then he played um, three or four songs up on the stage. And he did um, Cold Spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Is Yeah. Squish was, bananas, cold spaghetti. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, that's potatoes. the only song I Mashed know. potato. And was that amazing? Hot potatoes. Hot potato. Yeah, hot it's potato. also hot potato. That's what it's called. And I've never seen like an entire beer garden of like alternative people and normal people and like rappers and stuff. Everyone just smiling at the same time. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. And what what time during the day was that? Four or five o'clock, I think. So you had like lots of what you would call kind of peak moments. During this whole show, yeah, like, that was, it was, was just awesome. lots of big, like awesome. kind of special moments. I remember when I think the band was called. They were a rock band. They reminded me of Led Zeppelin. They played in the beer garden, maybe after you guys. Gigantor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gigantic something. No, no, no. Monolith. Um, uh, Goliath. 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 Yeah. The first four or five notes of that Goliath set was literally, I thought I was actually watching ACDC or some huge awesome. stadium band. They just sounded so incredible. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Ryan, who's the artist, also plays drums in that band. Okay. Right. He did two, he, he doubled up. Doubled up. Yeah, that's he, good. Because they were really, really cool. And it was just, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's, if this was happening at another venue, there's no way you could have a band that loud outdoors. 
Yeah. It had to be that venue for the whole outdoor thing to happen mm. because of, you know, noise complaints That's and all that right. sort of stuff in no town these days. They do uh, – it's on the causeway in between Aubrey and Wodonga, so they do a lot of massive, huge outdoor live events right across the road. Yeah. So they obviously don't care about sound restrictions, which yeah. is and brilliant. It dissipates, obviously, before it gets – I mean, Wodonga's a fair mm. way away and Aubrey's not that close, as in residential. Yeah, it just turned out to be a really perfect place and – the beer garden looked amazing inside. Mm. Looked cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It you was guys performed. Day. So, can we just talk about your project that kind of it felt like it got thrown together, but it ended up being one of the fun moments of the whole thing. So, it was really cool. So, I just wanted to do something as well, and I couldn't. I didn't want to. I, I play in a heavy metal band called Diofam, and it was probably just a little bit too out there for that for that sort of event. And I also wanted to just see what would happen as well. Because my, my goal this year is to just do weird things and yes. commit and commit to things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, fist bumps yeah. for right. that. Yeah, fist bumps. Cool. Wah. I don't know. That, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so just commit to doing weird fist things. Fist bump farmer. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's hashtagging. See what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> Zero things. Um, yeah, so I just got, like, again, Facebook message, who wants to do this? And got like a hundred messages saying, "Yeah, cool." And then I just said yes to the first people that said yes to it, and I've got some really cool dudes in it now. So we're going to probably play some more gigs. We've got a couple more gigs booked. Um, we're playing Easter, Easter Sunday, at the Bended Elbow. No, no, that's totally wrong. At Paddy's, Be Deluxe. Be Deluxe. Okay. Mm. Um, Easter Sunday. Yeah, we're going to play with a band called BTS, who you okay. would know from Cosa. Okay. You would yeah. know, you know, Symes in it, Mitch Harris is in it, okay. Whitey is in it. Excellent. And that's just a party band? Hell yeah. yeah we're both just party bands. Um, yeah. So, we, yeah, we put that together and I think we jammed uh, three times. Yeah. And then we just played the gig and it was fine. But I'm going to admit something that might sound a bit selfish <laughs> now in retrospect. Yeah. When you originally put the call out, yeah. someone tagged me in that. Yeah. And I'm not sure who it may have been, Mel. <laughs> I'm not was, sure. Yeah. Because you, you've been bitching and whinging about how you want to play bass again. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and I've got no one to practice with, and yeah. I was like, oh, hey, bass is very go. boring yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So I initially agreed, but the truth is, you had a lot on though. You had fires and stuff happening. Yeah, my dad was in Corrigan. Yeah, and I'd literally just spent pretty much from New Year's Eve through to when you asked me. Yeah, stressing and worrying. <laughs> about what he was doing and yeah. how stubborn he was being about certain stuff. Oh, and anyone who knows him will know, well, that's oh, yeah. Terry. That's obviously yeah. what he's going to do, be stubborn about it. Yeah. I was just so worn out even thinking about fires. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't emotionally commit no, to an event about fine, it. Even though, in retrospect, it's like, that's exactly the thing you should have done. But but I just didn't have one ounce of energy left. And I'm like, I can't commit to going to band practice when I'm... No, got no energy, no, and-, no, and it wouldn't have been good for you anyway. No. Because once you've got, I mean, you you know, you've only got a certain amount of energy to spend yeah. on things before you. And you don't want to be the you don't want to be the dark cloud in a party band either. No, I've that's right. A, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, and it really is like, I think like Tom wore like a a suit that was like a Hawaiian suit, and he was doing shoeies and all that sort of crap. Yeah. But, Skull to beer young people, sure. young young people do that yeah. stuff. Those it's, youngsters. It sounds like a, a little bit of a party van. So how yeah. did the name come about? Oh, I was just drunk, uh, <laughs> so, so drunk, and um, I was just in a mood, and I. I just to reiterate, <laughs> anyone who didn't catch eggplant it, eggplant and the giant yeah. peach. We, we had we had like less emoji and emoji. Yeah, yeah. so it's like a eggplant emoji and a peach emoji. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was very very drunk, and we were all drunk. And um, we were all texting on, I think me and Whitey were at my house and we were te- we were, and somewhere else, someone else was there. Too. Anyway, we are texting on, on Facebook, messaging, whatever your kids call it. And we came up with like funny names, like yeah. funny penis related names. And then like I was drunk. So I was like, more penis-y. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was, my- I was still yeah. in, I was still yeah, in right. the chat that's at right. that point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name that I put Is that forward. why you pulled out? Yeah. That's what she <laughs> you said. You didn't want your penis in? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, all right. I didn't want my eggplant involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the name that I put forward was obviously not penis related enough. I think I had- <laughs> That was the like the criteria. Dan, I think I had- It's probably politically incorrect too now I think about it. I think I had Dan Caulfield in the Frigid Midgets. <laughs> good, a good name also, but- yeah. um, not penis enough. No, yeah, I was didn't, not penis enough. Didn't cut the mustard, no. if you will. Yeah. So, 
you've got this hilarious band and you played this hilarious gig. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like to? And there was one thing that was going on through all that that I know yeah. about you that maybe not everyone knows. You've been edging in cleaner vocals yeah. into everything you've been trying to do for a fair while now and trying to find a voice that is usable, mm-hmm. sounds good, but also can kind of cross back into Diaphem as something useful there. It's no right. point in you doing your old, you're used to singing a style like Jack Johnson and John yeah. Butler trio. Yeah, That's not yeah. going to be useful in Diaphem. No, it's not helpful, no. So you were playing Green Day-ish kind of punky more, stuff? More, yeah, pop punk With a related. lot more edge to your voice than what yeah. they would use. Yeah. Is that something that you are kind of thinking, well, this will help me to become... Mm-hmm. That's exactly more why. rounded as a singer. Exactly why. So I'm there is. A, it's not yep. just about having fun for you. I mean, that's the focus. No, it's it's growing and learning and changing and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. only lived once. Expanding I suppose. your repertoire. That's <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. Did yeah. you use fire relief to further grow your own voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll use anyone as a stepping stone. <laughs> you trample. Anything. Well, you need yeah, yeah. to. I know. You're not real I know. big. I know. <laughs> no, no. You've highlighted something. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. if you messaged you, yeah, you would have said no to you. <laughs> Yeah. No, I would have, I would have been too I would have been very sneaky. No way, it. little singer boy. I would have been very sneaky about it. So <laughs> no man, I really want to help the um the charity and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate, let me let can I play this let me band play this gig. We haven't played a gig before, but we're really good. <laughs> that's my that's my sneaky voice. It's my drug dealer voice. Come on, mate. Well, I've heard you use that voice in a lot more situations <laughs> than drug dealing. Let us into the club, mate. Come on. Yeah. It's mostly ordering food at sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please don't kick us out. Yeah. With the, can I just segue into your new style of singing? Is your new breathing technique, the mm, Wim Hof yes. method, helping with this at all? Bits and pieces, yeah, for sure. Do you want to explain to Josh? Because I said, mm. oh, Dan's been Wim Hoffing. Mm. And he's like, what are you talking sounds about? Like I've been it's always good to find out your best friends like, joined a cult. Yeah. 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 yeah I've like, been, I've been siphoning like, petrol. I was like, from aren't cars. you guys best mates? And he's like, yeah. I was like, he goes, how do you spell it? <laughs> so, W I M H O F. Yeah, the Hoff. He's a he's a crazy Dutchman, the crazy. He's like he'll him the Iceman, and uh, so he's got like Guinness World Records for like staying cutting holes in ice and then diving underwater, and staying there for like stupid amounts of time. But basically, he's developed a breathing technique, and this is going to sound freaking stupid because it always does, and it sounds like I'm crazy, which I am. But this is actually, for real, actually works. So it's a, it's a breathing technique where you breathe 30 times in and out in a certain way. And then you hold your breath for about a minute or whatever you like. You don't push, you don't stress about it. By the end of that uh, 30 breaths, you are basically, if you're, if you're having an anxiety attack or if you're stressed out or anything like that, you're over it and stopped. Um, it also has uh, been proven scientifically to help with control your immune system. So they've done studies where they've injected people with certain viruses and had a study group with and without, and the, all of the people that were injected didn't get sick, and the people that did get injected that didn't have the breathing were violently yeah. ill. Except for the coronavirus people, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they're, pretty well, they're pretty well screwed. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. That could probably help with that. I don't know. Yeah. But it's obviously not – you can't make any money out of this, so people – Obviously, there's not a huge uh, reason for them to promote it apart from... It doesn't sound like something you can put into a pill and sell Mm. to people. They actually are running workshops in Melbourne now where they are charging money, so you can make money out of it. Yeah, of course they are. And I got onto this because of you. I was really going to tag you. They're like, oh, we're doing the Wim Hof method for like a whole weekend and then yeah. people are like oh is Wim coming it sounds really weird is yeah. Wim is Wim gonna be there yeah nah he's not coming this time but we'll try and get him out next yeah. time if he was going out to something I think it'd be like a celebrity sort of thing yeah. he might go on and have a look celebrity hold your breath up yeah exactly that's exactly yeah. what he is yeah. he's crazy have you seen like he's like under the ice stuff the ice man stuff it's stupid sounds like a don't good way do to that. escape don't from a bad girlfriend yeah <laughs> The Iceman. <laughs> you never hear from him again. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just as legit as someone being famous for having a certain shaped ass on Instagram. Yeah, well, that's... Like, there's literally thousands of... Who's that? ...ass girls. Everyone. There's heaps... <laughs> so many butt girls. Oh. Actually, now Are TikTok... Are you a butt men? Are you two butt men? You can't How not be... How do you know so age? much about this topic? Because I mean, I mean, every suggested... Per- Person, if you go into yeah. the middle screen on Instagram, I could talk about this top, t- topic all day. Like, I'm happy to do that. Hundred percent about man. 
Really? Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I can, I'll, I'm an anything man. Like, I'll worship a toenail if it's, you know. Yeah. If you follow one butt girl yeah. on Instagram, yeah. for whatever reason, she could be an actress or mm. she's just really attractive. Sure, she's an actress. Yeah, but for yeah. what, it doesn't matter the reason. You will then get suggested only butt girls. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your top butt girl? Oh, no. not have one. There's a girl from a country I don't actually remember, but her name's Ida Jemina. But she's got a nice butt. Ida Jemina, yeah, Jesus. Oh, look, yeah. I like her name, it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I've got a feeling it's not... It just cool. rhymes, I think, yeah. Yeah, just happened <laughs> to rhyme. That's what gets me every time. Speaking of rhyming, can we get back to Diafed? <laughs> Sorry, yes. Do so, they rhyme? Hardcore poetry uh, no. right there. Zero rhyming. In yeah, zero rhyming. I'm not much of a... You're going to go home and start rhyming all your lyrics Yeah, I'll tonight. try. I'm going to rewrite everything. Yeah. Get back into that message. Less dick boys, yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah, rhymes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've been doing it the wrong time, yeah. wrong, wrong way this whole time. So you guys recently did a video which turned out fantastic. Thanks. And I know Mel's seen yeah. it, and I've heard from Mel and other people that have spoken to you about it previously that you put way more – because I don't – you're not really, to me, a forward planner. <laughs> Oh. No, like, and no. as a group, I didn't really have any context on whether the group is a forward planning. Group. Not really a numbers guy, but like I've a, heard that you more a feeling. I heard guy. that you guys, yes. uh, you basically sorted everything in advance yeah, for that yeah. and did a massive shoot. But it was all organised in advance, which yeah, yeah. I, I've, I mean, I mean, I suppose the last three years I've done a lot on leadership, all that sort of stuff. So and like. Life coaching and all that sort of really? crap. Yes, I know all that sort of stuff. No, well, you said obviously, and I didn't know that. Oh, no, so no. Did I say obviously? I didn't yeah. mean You did say obviously. Yeah. Mm, obviously. But I did know that, so for me it was obvious. Yeah, so. it yeah. wasn't obvious yeah. to um, me. I was very, I was very like, uh, what's the word? Not flighty. Yeah. But I used to be very like uh, in the moment. I didn't care about anything else, yeah. which I still sort of don't. Yeah. Because I think as long as you're happy and healthy and but do you think that doing that that little bit of extra planning you're doing now is the reason why you're actually finishing stuff? Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Because I mean, yep. I think you and I have both been victims of being non-finishers. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. start something at half. <laughs> oh Mel, wow. Oh, Mel. Having you in here might be a problem. Yeah, you might yeah. have to. No, it's good. Leave, leave her here. She's good. <laughs> yeah, she's Sorry. she's worth having. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> she's making it like a hundred times more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The to get the video done, can you just maybe well. Finish up with what it actually turned out as. He's not going to be able to stop saying it now. No. He's going to every time. Yeah, every t- every <laughs> chance I guess. Now we've just we're in dick jokes. How did now, you so. go about finishing? Um, oh, thank you. Tell me how hard it was to finish, please. Jesus Dan. Christ! Um, uh, it was quite easy to finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, After the planning process went into play, then no, the, like, the last part was we, easy. We had a really cool like, Harrison um, Slattery who did the videos. He's an awesome um, leader as well, whether he thinks he is or not. And he, like, really led everything. Like, he had times and locations and stuff like that, and he knew what we wanted. We were very specific with what we wanted and how we wanted the shots to look like and everything like that. So where did that concept come from? Because the people who watch it are going to see that it's not just some thrown-together thing. It's obviously a through line and it's very comedic. Yeah. Where yeah. who? Where did that originate? We just were drunk again, and we just like, <laughs> what what dumb shit can we do? And that's... Not we didn't want to. We don't really want to be a serious band. We never. Yeah, because if nothing else, that genre is a victim of its own seriousness. Yeah, people think people, that they're, they're so stupid. Yeah, like, no. God, and everything sounds exactly the same. Like, like if anything, we're going to be lumped, lumped in with the metalcore guys that have just. It all sounds exactly. Even on the way here, I was listening to Spotify and it chucked on like a metalcore mix, and every single band sounded like Amity Affliction, and it's disgusting, and I hate it. <laughs> you guys, um, to me, remind me more of like every time I die. Though, yeah, or and I would rather be like I would rather be a weird band than sound like everyone else. I'd rather have one fan, be niche, and be, have a niche than yep. have have a ten thousand fans that just we sound like an Amity Affliction ripoff. Amity Affliction, great band. Every other band that sounds like that, terrible. Not so great. Yeah, just annoying. how I've got this sound split on the headphones tonight. Yeah, it's terrible. A, a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun yeah. fact about TVs: What did you learn in your film clip oh. making? Don't leave your Google search on the. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's just a good life. So, you know, like, like, we had a, like a part where we smashed a TV. So, new TVs don't smash like old TVs smash. So, they're just, they're just plastic, man. You can't just. I expected like a big, like a show, like a spark, maybe, maybe a glass smashing. No, it's LCD. It's just plastic screen. It's like bending a baseball card. Like, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a, That's a was bit a of a non-finisher. Anti, anti-climactic. Yeah. Um, so How like, did you deal with that in the filming? Well, we, well, we did just, you have to find another TV, an well, old one? Or? Well, we no, we just, time constraints and stuff. So we just smashed the LCD TV okay. and um, it shut the power off to Whitey's house. <laughs> something, 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 nothing happened though. Just like L power went, yeah, 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 fantastic. <laughs> That's cool. So, the finished product obviously it focuses a lot around a guy named Whitey, yeah, Daniel Whitehead, who we all know is just a very and to use the word special is probably the incorrect term depending on how people hear that, but he's just one of those people that you've, I've never met anyone like him, and I doubt that I'll meet anyone like him. He's just no. a very unique and funny person. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> in the past, I've never seen you being able to bring that side of him out, maybe other than when he's played bass in a couple of bands as a fill-in. He's had that super fun, crazy, do-anything kind of vibe. Yeah. Did you have to coax that out of him, or was he up for all that? No, he was just so up for it. Because he, he kind of steals the show. I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's great. The film clip's great. Brilliant. features the band, but it's really just a parade of how funny he is. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally one of the funniest dudes. And he just like when he's in party mode, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, one of my favorite like memories of him was like we were somewhere. I think we we're at someone's house, and I just remember like a glass one of those you know, glass tables that everyone has breakfast on. He's just one of those, and he They're just called like breakfast tables. Yeah, are they are they really? No. Uh, okay. Coffee table. Thought I learned something new then, but um, now I'm just going to make that yeah. that thing. So um, everyone had like their drinks on it and stuff. We'd been drinking like for days. It was like back in back in the early. 2000s i remember him just like naked just like running out as fast as he could and just like slight body sliding over the table with all the glasses on it and just the glasses just like sliding everywhere well, that's just like surprise me that's just like the, the sort of jackass shit that he used to just do yes and like yeah i remember i can't remember who was it that pissed, pissed their pants in the hallway i was just like but they had like like um like cream colored pants on oh. and like i'm not sure it was whitey <laughs> we're really now just yeah. throwing him under the bus and then he just <laughs> like covered in urine and just like I just things like that are hilarious that he just does so where can people that are listening to this see that film clip because obviously mm. it's going to get on everyone's nerves if we're describing a visual thing mm. for half an hour so yeah if you want to see us be absolute idiots um, for three minutes and twelve seconds then yeah it's uh, you can search Die FM on YouTube it'll come up um, I'll have a link to it in our yeah, notes sweet. for this as well sweet so, how did you guys tread the line between being a little bit toolish and not stepping into that realm? I know there's some hardcore bands out there that actually try to be douchebags mm, now. Like, mm. they all dress in, like, white gangstery looking clothes oh, and big yeah, chains yeah, yeah, and they yeah. play- oh, Attila and all that sort yeah, of- Yeah, like, it's sort of almost like joke metal. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there ever a concern if we do a funny film clip that we're going to get lumped in with no, bands we we're don't not, want to be? Those guys are actually idiots. We're naturally absolute wankers. Like we, we just are. We just are. But you're not trying to be mean spirited. We're not trying to anything do like anything. That. We're not. We're just genuinely fuckwits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is good because I mean I think you and I have always been in bands where the we may have just tried to be too serious too often and oh, suck, yeah. suck the fun out of the moment. That's exactly what it is. A lot of the is. time. And you guys are definitely much more in the moment. Yeah. Like as far as we're going to enjoy yeah. this for what it actually is. Yeah. Not think about stuff maybe that might never happen. That's all it is. And when we're too old to do it, we'll stop doing it. But we're uh, we're really enjoying it right now for the next few years. What's the best place for a musician to get people to look at them now? Is it on their own website? or if, is they, it- if, they, if they can afford their own website, then that's that you're going to look more like you know what you're doing. And you're not going to get chucked off there for some weird reason. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Someone puts a wrong, a bad comment somewhere and mm. things get out of control and then your YouTube accounts. Puts your, the emojis the in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah someone, right. puts, right. someone puts the peach before the eggplant yeah, and which is shit just, gets crazy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, not the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Die FM Oz, isn't it? AU. AU, AU. It's like on Facebook as well. Everything. Everything's the same. Die FM AU. Congrats. Cause is, is that the first time you... With all these projects you've had, has ever managed to get the same account name on every platform? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I remember you were making music three or four years ago, and I think you had a different name for. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the band was. Probably cared less then as well. Yeah, but it's just (laughs) so much easier. It's like just for me. Yeah. Obviously, I've just got my full name, Joshua C. Liston, Mm. on everything. It's pretty hard to forget your own name. We've got this thing. Well, he does because that's on his actual (laughs) initials, by the way. Oh, really? I've actually got two middle names. Is that a paying homage to Camp? You no. put C. Just, you put the C uh, in there. Maybe head, no, head nod to make you stoic. It you may be 
a different C word. I need to save if some. it comes to camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to save some middle names for the rest of us, you greedy prick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we've just started, like, for me to be able to pay Mel mm. to help me make this thing better, yeah. we've got this thing called buymeacoffee.com. Yes, and I just I thought, that. I'm just going to make a Joshua C. Liston. Yeah, cool. Then I don't have to remember to say anything besides that. And if people put that into something, Google or whatever, they're going to find me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then, like, if someone tries to steal your fraudulent, do a, do a thing, yeah. steal your name and stuff, oh, they, they won't know. Now. Well, we've got to they won't the know that, start They won't know in. that your middle name's Joshua, Charles, My goal is Queen, Liston. <laughs> <laughs> Queenie. Queenie. My goal is for it to be successful enough, just successful Schnookums. enough that we end Joshua, up. Joshua, Charles, Schnookums, <laughs> <Yeah>. Liston. <laughs> Schnookums. Do you know yeah. what's shit yeah. about this yeah. is he gets to edit it yeah. <laughs> at the <That> moment. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You just wait, Dan. Yeah. I'm just biding my time. Joshua Charles, <laughs> butt, butt muncher. Listen, that's... <laughs> sorry. sorry. It's, it is it's getting closer to yeah, my actual yeah. name, though. <laughs> Producer Mel, thank you. This is sorry. the first time Mel's been on a full episode, apart from when I interviewed her. Oh, shit. And just to round this off, and just so it comes full circle, it was actually Dan who pulled me aside at one of our friend's housewarming parties and said, whoever that girl was you had on the podcast recently... She was awesome, and that's the best one you've done. <laughs> that girl. That, that yeah, girl yeah, yeah. That girl happened to be like, you. Who was, so. that? who was that? I didn't realise. Because I've you. said that several times that people have said to me and said, whatever that was, was mm. better than norm, what mm. you've normally, because of the rapport, and that was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very good. So it's really Dan's fault that you're on here. Sorry. <sighs> so if it doesn't, I know, I so know. if it doesn't go well, can you give her your I will, address? I will, though. Thank yeah. you very much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Righto. Well, thank you, Dan. It's great, obviously, to see you. Yeah. But for you to be on the podcast and talk about everything you've done, and congratulations, $4,800. That's yeah. huge. Hell yeah. And just for anyone who's listening who went along and supported that, well yeah, done. Thanks. Pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. bloody Well oath. done, you. Give yourself a pat on the back if you can. <laughs> <laughs> So Mel, and everyone who's listening, that was the Dan, the Dan that comes up in every episode. You now pretty much know everything that you need to know about Dan for the time being. Bit of a letdown. Really? Why? No, no. He was a letter. Because you've just spent the last 20 minutes since he left gushing about how great he is. So. He, he is great, and he has a great choice in shoes, and he's of a great height, which I can relate to. Shoes and height? Shoes and height is something that... Ticks both boxes for me. Excellent. What about the fact that he's nice, friendly, articulate, soulful? He is, and I can. He's very friendly. He's very articulate, soulful, and I can sort of relate to him very well with his yogic charms that he has. He's very evolved for a metalhead, isn't he? He is. Yes, he may have evolved beyond being a quote unquote metalhead, so to speak. Is he? He's he outgrown metal. No, I don't think he's outgrown metal. I think, oh. he, I think he is metal. He is metal. Because oh. metal is much more diverse and evolved than people think. It's not just Metallica and Slayer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dan's the walking embodiment, and he is literally the same size as nearly every singer in every band that's popular, except they all, all have fatter throats than Dan. Really? But does they're that, all Dan's size. Does that project more voice, or it's just the, the fat thing? throat, yeah. Really? Yeah. So he- that- heavily muscled necks in heavy metal. So that's why he's been practicing his breathing. I'd say so. So that he can get a fatter neck. I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going for. Yeah. So he's almost like a dairy cow of some kind. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> that's why he kept making farm noises. So. Yeah, exactly right. So how did you feel being on the show? Because um, last time you were on, we didn't actually get to a lot of the stuff that you thought we would talk about. So... And still probably didn't, I would say. No, I'm just, not today, but I'm just wondering how you just felt as that being, because we weren't sure how today was going to go and even how these bits we're doing right now were going to work with the show. But to well, me, I'm loving it. So Yeah, right. So I feel like it's a good little outlet for me to just sit and talk shit pretty much, yeah. have a bit of fun. And I'm getting to ask questions that would like organically pop into my head anyway. So I'm hoping that everyone else is keen to listen to my weird little segues. Yeah. And as someone that's done a lot in the radio, do you feel or what I feel that podcasting is maybe more different than what some radio people feel that it might be? 
I feel like you polish the end product a little bit better, so I sound better on yeah. this. Thank you for that. No, appreciate it. it. Everyone gets that treatment. Uh, appreciate that. Um, there's less time constraints, which is nice because yeah. I tend to waffle on, as you'll be editing this out, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's not as it's not as punchy. It's more of a like a conversation and a journey to get to the the, the peak of the story. How did how did you find the fact that the tone went from almost silly and outrageous all the way through to more serious within the same conversation? I'm just interested because I'm I'm so steeped in podcasts. To me, it feels so natural. Yeah, that's the way I talk anyway. Yeah. In in normal everyday life, like yeah. people are like, well, that's well, kind of why what? I wanted you on here because I knew that you would be able to go every. Because some people just, if they're clowny kind of jokey people, they don't have any of the apparatus to deal with the serious subject. My brain connects things in a very weird way that make not much sense to anyone. So if you bring up a subject, it might be relevant to something completely different, and I'll just join it like yeah. that. So, yeah, I'm often questioned on where did that come from. So I'm liking this sort of interaction where it can just go off on a tangent and you let me, you don't try and rein me in, which no, is nice. That's the thing. I've been podcasting for so long that a lot of people ask me what I think about what's a good way to do it and what's not. And I by no means ever had super successful shows. I've just made a crap load of them. Yep. I'm about 900 episodes in now in nine years, I think, in. That's and a long time. Yeah. And I'm only probably the, the last anything. 12 months where I really felt like I'm producing the stuff that I've always wanted to quality-wise. Really? That's but nice. How's that feel? Feels great. Yeah. And I don't think I would have felt like I had the tools and or the confidence in myself to bring someone else into something I'd already had created yeah. and feel like I would actually still be able to have it be my vision but also a shared vision with someone else. Yeah, that's interesting because you've invested a lot of time in this, so it's it's your baby as such. And some people get very attached to yeah. something, and it's got your personal stamp on it. And bringing someone else in, I can be a bit of a dark cloud sometimes. So most of the time, it works in my favour comedically. Yeah. If I am a bit dark about most things and come across as not being that excitable. Yeah. But there are certain guests that I've had in the past that I was feeling to myself, if I had someone more high energy with me at the moment, I think they could connect with this person yeah. better than I could. And then most of the time, and the, the reason I record quite long interviews is because it takes a probably, while to warm them yeah, up. Like for us to get on, the, like maybe their energy has to come down and mine has to come up and for us to meet might take 20, 25 minutes. It does take a while to warm people up, Josh. You can't yeah. just jump straight in you have to warm them up and then they they come on board but the idea of having someone that's a little bit more yeah can match people's energy that was also pretty exciting for me so what you're saying is you're using me for my energy levels well i'm not going to say no because that's part of why i asked you you've you've just articulated it in a very long-winded way that you're just using me to lift the vibe of the room up pretty much as a walking sort of clown entertainment there in the corner, yeah, just essentially people start getting depressed. They can just look over and go, oh, she looks like she's had a way rougher life than me. <laughs> really just to make the guests feel better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want to make... them to feel as comfortable as they yeah, can they with themselves. And I feel better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a, this is a good theory. You've thought it out well. Yeah. Yeah, it's always what. What was number one on the list? Get someone who doesn't put their feet on the ground. Yep, that was it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Who sits inappropriately, appropriately in all seats, even out there. The goal, I guess, was to make a show even better than what it was. Whether it was even that good or not, but I, I thought that it could be better than what it was, and this is the start of that. So that's why. Mr. Caulfield was on tonight, besides the fact that he's just done all this cool stuff recently. Yeah, he has. What are we going to call that, a dry run? He'd probably call it a wet run. but <laughs> It could have turned into a bit of a wet run, the yeah. way the topic was going yeah, at was one going point. Into, it was definitely getting into wet run territory. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting into wet run. But it stayed sort of a dry run sort of situation. So. And it went well, so. Yeah, it was good. If people want to ask you... Because we're going to hopefully, Mel and I are going to yes. do some episodes where it's literally just this kind of thing where her and I are just talking... And if you have questions or you want us to elaborate on anything, like Mel, I know we probably need to at some point talk about a bit, all, all the things that we never got to on that first interview of yours. 
Yeah. And there's That's been so you... much more shit happened since then. Can I ask you a question about that, though? Yeah. Do you think because we've become good mates since then that it feels less relevant than, what it, than what it might have at the time? Maybe. And I know now I come up with, like, dumb stuff happens to me and I think, oh, yeah, you're like I a walking this? anecdote. Oh, it's, I am. It's amazing. Which I'd rather be am. talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely just throw me under the bus every episode. And I've and- gone from working in an office where I was in the like eight hours a day where I'm by myself to working in retail for the first time in my life. And the amount of weird stuff that happens on a daily basis in my current existence compared to what was happening. Because that was a very controlled environment. I was going to say you were controlled and now you're in this very like... Yeah, it's a very free form. You're dealing with way more people face-to-face, yeah. way more different types of people. And yeah, it's crazy. So I've also got some stuff happening day-to-day. Cool. <laughs> and that'll help with your joke writing, I imagine. I would imagine so. As yeah, well. I've already got a couple that are work-related. Yeah, cool. New, new job-related. Yeah. New job-related. So... Questions. Buy me a coffee dot com yep. slash Joshua C. Liston to donate to the show. That basically goes directly to helping pay for keeping the ship afloat. Yep. You can donate as little as three dollars. So one one off three dollar or you can donate three dollars. It's a cheap coffee. It is. Yeah. I feel like you're, that's t- one of you're those tidying yourself. That's, that's all. just, just yeah. like a really that's like you go into pie face yeah. and you make it yourself. Yes, correct. Just press the button and it's just cheap filter stuff. So if you can't afford us a pie face coffee Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, Do better. Yeah. So buymeacoffee.com <laughs> yeah. slash Joshua C. Liston. My socials are all Joshua C. Liston. Mm. Punchingsideways.com to hit play on past episodes. That is, out of all my time podcasting over the last decade, still the easiest way for people that don't know what a podcast is to hear it is to go to the website yeah. and just press play on one of the players. Easy. Even my mum can do that. Yeah, correct. Easy. Which is where... I'm assuming there's a lot of people that would love to be able to hear these things that just get overwhelmed by the technology or how inaccessible that first step is. I even get overwhelmed by the amount of technology you talk about. Yeah. So you need to dumb it down enough so that I can comprehend what's going on. Go to the website, press play. That's it. Yeah. I can Uh, manage that. And just finally, if you wanted to ask us a question for our special episodes where it's just Mel and I and we just talk stuff and we can answer your questions, Mm -hmm. whether you think we might have a clue or not, if you just want to stump us. Yeah. Producer Mel at punchingsideways.com. Hashtag Producer Mel. Hashtag. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And yeah, buy us a coffee. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.